Is that the same robe you got me? Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Oh my God. You're listening to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Hey, hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of My Lips Aren't Sealed. I'm your host, Kimberly Cobb, from season one and two of TLC's I Love a Mama's Boy, available on Discovery+. Plus. Thank you so, so, so much for joining me today. In my podcast, as you know, if you've listened before, I tell stories from my own wild personal life, give away my beauty secrets, in product recommendations, talk about my current faves in pop culture and social media influencing, and more. I release one new podcast episode a week, and I'm always up for suggestions. So if there is something that you want me to talk about, just feel free to slide on into my DMs and let me know. And before I begin, are you listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts? If so, make sure to click that follow button so you can get notified when new episodes come out. And big news, guys, Spotify came out with a rating system. I'm not sure if you have noticed or not, but if you could also rate me five stars, if you have been loving listening, that would mean the world to me. Uh, And I would just really, really appreciate it. It only takes about five seconds and it would just help me out a ton. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Give me a little thumbs up if you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to leave a comment. But let's only leave nice comments right now. I can't emotionally handle any more negativity. So nice comments only, Uh, you know, a month or two, go at it, go crazy. But I can't handle any hate right now. So, um... But for real, guys, creating this podcast wouldn't mean a thing if I didn't have you listening and your support does mean the world to me. So thank you so, so much. Can I say so one more time? (laughs) With all that said, let's get started with highlights and lowlights. Highlights and lowlights. As usual, let's start out with highlights. So I have a few from this last week. Uh, it's been a pretty good week. It's been kind of like a crazy week as well, but there are some good things that have happened. So this past week, um, actually the week before I started, but this past week I really got into doing yoga again and guys, I am not, uh, (laughs) as you know, the most athletic person in the world. I'm also not like, you know, a very Zen hippie kind of gal but yoga is still and always has been one of my favorite activities to do and here's why it puts you in such a good headspace if you have like a good instructor and it's like a good uh, yoga class or studio that you are doing yoga in it can be so beneficial for just your mind and disconnecting if you're like me you're on your phone constantly so Having just one hour where your phone is off, there's nice music playing, a calming instructor telling you to breathe in and breathe out. Oh my God. It's like the best therapy in the world. And of course, as I mentioned, I would like to start going to real therapy. I think I really, I would really benefit from that. 
But for now, um, yoga has been just putting me in a really good headspace. I haven't done yoga personally in, I am ashamed to say, probably two years. And that's really disappointing because it's something that I loved doing for a long time uh, before I got into my last relationship. And I was so strong and I can do all these like poses and uh, I knew all the poses like uh, like the actual yoga terminology. I knew them and I was it was really impressive. So I stopped doing them when I, you know, fell into a depression for a while, stopped doing yoga and starting to get back into it this week. I have definitely noticed how much weaker I am. I'm not as flexible anymore. And you know what? That is totally okay. Uh, I'm taking morning classes right now. So wake up at six and I'm there by seven o'clock on my mat. And my studio personally has a huge window on one side of the room and it's pitch black outside when we all get there. And as we're doing our yoga sessions, uh, we're flowing, and that sounds so cheesy saying it, but we're flowing as the sun is rising and it's such a peaceful experience. And it's been like a really great way to start off my days on a really positive note. I've definitely noticed that my mood has improved throughout the day as well because I've done yoga first. So it's really awesome. I also like going in the morning classes because I don't like people looking at me. Uh, as you know, I got a big old booty and when I'm doing downward dog, uh, I don't want to be self-aware of somebody behind me looking at me. Uh, and again, that's not what yoga is about, but that personally for me is in the back of my mind. So I like the morning classes for now. I feel very comfortable in them. The instructors are all very patient with us and uh, encourage you to move at your own speed. It's like definitely a no pressure environment. So that is highlight number one. It's been really, really awesome to do that. But now I need more yoga clothes. So maybe I've started a bad habit because now I want to get all the cute little matching sets and stuff and wear cute outfits uh, to class. But for now, easing into it before I start breaking the bank, uh, it's been really nice. Highlight number two for me, uh, it, I am recording this episode on January 30th and I have gone an entire month, the entire month of January without drinking soda. Uh, huge accomplishment for me. Huge. Um, I personally did not, I didn't cut out soda to for weight loss or anything like that. I just... I, I'm addicted to it. I love McDonald's Coca-Cola, uh, bottled Coca-Cola. Like if I had to rate it, McDonald's Coca-Cola is superior always uh, if the machine's not broken. Number two is bottled Coke. I don't know. It might be tied for number one actually, like the Mexican Coca-Cola bottles. Mm, chef's kiss. So good. And then number three is just a normal can of Coke. But something about soda i mean obviously it's the caffeine but it always gets rid of my headaches and i personally why do i keep saying the word personally today i think i'm like stuck on that word i'm gonna try not to say it again i <laughs> rely heavily on 
the caffeine from Coca-Cola to get rid of my headaches. And I think that's like a really bad habit I've created. And I think I just need to hydrate more. And, uh, you know, I've just been dealing with, dealing with a lot of stress lately. So that's why my, uh, my soda consumption had increased by the end of last year. So my goal for this month was to not drink soda at all. Uh, just to kind of reset my body. I'm not going to cut out soda for the rest of my life. That would be impossible, but, uh, just a little baby habit I've been trying to kick. So this past, past month I've been replacing it with sparkling water and crystal light flavoring, you know, like the little, uh, squirt, little squirt things you put in your drinks. And it's been like a really good replacement for now. Of course, it does not compare to Coca-Cola, but it's sweet, it's bubbly, and I think it just uh, hits that craving for me. So, but mostly, uh, I'm just really proud of myself because a month is a long time to go without something that you are addicted to. So, highlight number two. Highlight number three, just of, from this past week specifically, Yesterday, uh, I planned a group meetup with my friends where we went to this place in Austin called Pease Park, uh, P-E-A-S-E, and there's a decent trail that you can walk on and you walk alongside uh, like a little street, like a little stream. It's not a river, but it's like a little, a bunch of rocks and a little stream and it's just beautiful, nice and naturey. Uh, and it was such nice weather this past weekend here. So I had us all meet up and walk the trail together with all of our dogs, which we haven't done before. And then we drove over to the Whole Foods in downtown Austin and we got smoothies from Juice Land. They were so good. I got this smoothie called a honeyberry, and I always get blueberries stuck in my teeth because I have little gaps in my teeth and it's so frustrating because I find the seeds throughout the whole day. So this time I replaced my honeyberry smoothie. I substituted the berries for just strawberries and it was so good. It tasted like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh my God. I, I want to go get, I think I'm probably going to go get another one today, but it was so good. So we got our smoothies. A few of my friends got snacks and then I had already packed some grapes and uh, crackers and things as well. So then after we got all that at Whole Foods, we drove over to Zilker Park and I set up my picnic blanket for us. It was packed. I mean, every 20 feet, 15, 20 feet, there was another person set up with their table or with their bl picnic blanket and their dogs and uh, people were playing bocce ball and kids were riding bikes. It was like a movie and the sun was shining. It was amazing. So we set up and just soaked up the sun for a few hours and talked. And it was really nice because usually my friends and I, we do like to go out at night or, um, you know, we usually do nighttime activities. We haven't really done too many things with each other during the day because we all like to be productive during the weekend and get our, our separate things done. Uh, so it was nice to really make that time for each other and uh, soak up the sun because that vitamin D was so needed, especially after, you know, 
this long winter. I mean, it hasn't really been too bad in Austin, to be quite honest, but I am very affected by weather uh, my mood is. And so if it's sunny, I'm happy, I'm outgoing, I want to socialize, I want to do things. But if it's winter and the clouds are gray and it's cold outside, I get so sad and I just want to be alone. I want to drink my hot cocoa, watch my movies, cry a little bit, you know, totally normal things. <laughs> but um, that is why that was my highlight because it felt so good to be in the sun and just spend some quality time with my gal pals. Uh, and now on to low lights. First, I want to start off and say that I am so sorry if you listened to last week's episode and the audio was kind of off. I'm not sure if that reflected on your end when you were listening, but oh my gosh, I listened back to it. To full transparency, I noticed afterwards that my microphone wasn't plugged in for part of like the episode and because Louis sits on my desk. And he has a, Louis, my Pomeranian, if you guys are listening for the first time, and he has a ton of fur. And so when he's sitting on my desk, he kind of covers up all the cords and it's adorable. So you can't get mad at him. But I thought my microphone was plugged into my laptop and it wasn't. So part of the episode was recorded just through my MacBook audio and probably sounds slightly different. So Low light number one, just because I apologize if that was annoying while you guys were listening. Uh, low light number two, I have some personal life drama going on that, again, I can't talk about, but it is continuing and uh, it has been very, very stressful. I've been having a lot of trouble falling asleep at night and waking up a ton throughout the night, waking up early, not being able to fall back asleep. And then of course, because my body's under so much stress, I've been breaking out. And I like, I was weirdly blessed in that I did not have acne during my teenage years. I was that bitch. I don't know why I was blessed. Went to college, maybe a zit here or there from if you know, if I partied or something during the weekends, that's it. Adulthood, same thing, no acne. Well, when my ex and I were together and we were planning on getting married, uh, I did go off birth control because I wanted to start having kids. And it's really crazy to say that out loud because you know how different my life is now. But I was, you know, preparing my body to start having children. And so I got off birth control and my body flipped out like so badly and my skin was breaking out um my I got my whole chin area uh and my upper back covered in zits I mean huge I don't want to describe it it's probably going to gross you guys out but huge zits never had acne before ever so we get these huge zits and, um, as you know, we broke up and so I got back on birth control because I'm not trying to have children right now. And the acne cleared up, you know, once my body, once the hormones balanced back out 
And um, I've personally chosen to use birth control. If you don't, I totally support that. But for my body, um, I have relied on birth control as my method of pregnancy prevention. And my body, because it was so used to the birth control, once I started taking it again, everything balanced out. My acne cleared up, but it left me with a bunch of scars. So now I'm healing from all those scars. And people have asked me too to do like makeup tutorials and stuff on TikTok. And I am kind of struggling with that confidence because in doing that, because I don't really like how I look without makeup. I mean, I look fine, but the scars I'm, you know, pretty self-aware of. And I also don't have any eyebrows and my eyelashes are very blonde. I just, I'm a mess. You guys don't want to see it. Let's not ruin, let's not ruin it. Okay. I have this breakout. Acne, uh, the uh, acne clears up. Everything scars over. It's fine. My scars are healing. This past week, a low light of mine is because I went through all, I've been going through all this personal drama. My skin has been breaking out. And again, like I, my body, like clearly my body is like freaking the F out because I don't even usually get zits now. So super annoying. Luckily, there's a thing called pimple patches, which I'm the last person on earth apparently to find out about this. But pimple patches are just tiny little stickers you can put over your zits and they are flush or skin colored and they blend in super well. So I've continued to exercise without makeup and go on walks and stuff with Louie just been popping pimple patches on because the zits are so inflamed and red and hideous. Hopefully in the next few weeks, my uh, stress level will decrease and I won't have to deal with that anymore. But temporarily, pimple patches have been a lifesaver. The last low light for me, I feel like I have so many this week for you guys, but the last low light for me, which is actually the biggest and most frustrating, my TikTok views have been dropping so much. If you guys follow me on TikTok, I post videos three to four times a day. The reason I do this is because, you know, based on what I've researched on TikTok, the more you post, the more videos, uh, the more views your videos will get, the wider audience TikTok will start pushing you out to people. So I usually post three to four times a day. Two weeks ago, I probably averaged about 15 to 20,000 views at a minimum per video. This past week, my views have dropped, I kid you not, 2,000 views, 4,000, 6,000, never reaching 10,000 views. And it's so frustrating. So then I was like, hmm, let me like test this out. So I posted a video that kind of relates to like the TV show because that content performs well for the most part. And guys, like I am trying to shift away from the show right now on my social media platforms because I'm trying to like make a name for myself and... You know, not that the show isn't amazing and important to me, but I would just rather personally, oh my God, I said it again, guys, take a shot every time I say personally. 
Oh, okay. I would like to use my social media platforms to kind of explore more of my personal interests and to let you guys get to know me better as a person like besides the show because you guys have already watched that you already know who I am from that now I want to share more about me with you so on TikTok I've been sharing like videos about my dating struggles or things to do in Austin or videos of Louie or my apartment you know fun stuff like just all around lifestyle kind of things and the views have been so low and it's been very discouraging because it takes me hours and hours and hours and hours to create these TikTok videos. And when they flop, it just feels like, oh, like a slap in the face. And it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. It's just TikTok really likes keeping their creators in a niche. So I made a video about the TV show, 40,000 views. But all the videos before and after that have like 5,000-ish or less. So it's a little frustrating because they're rewarding me for just that kind of content and no other kind of content. So I've recently learned that there is a way to subscribe to a creator. So I would really appreciate it if you are listening. If you follow me on TikTok or if you don't, feel free to. I would love that. Uh, you can go to my profile and on the top right hand corner, there is a little bell. Um you know, like a bell you would ring. If you click that bell, supposedly it will notify you whenever I do post a video. So try that out. Let me know if it works. I'm pretty sure that will help more content get out to you guys as well. I posted a story on my Instagram asking my audience, hey, have um, I've been posting all these videos. I did like a poll, yes or no. Can you let me know if you've seen any of my TikTok videos? I think actually I did a question box as well. 90% of the people who responded, and there was prob over a thousand responses, said that they either thought I stopped posting on TikTok and was just taking like a mental health break, or that just none of my videos have been hitting their uh, feed at all. So... Very disappointing. I've definitely been trying to crank out content, continue growing, and I've just kind of hit like a wall. So again, feel free to subscribe, hit that bell button, and I would really, really appreciate it. Okay, and now moving on to pop culture and current faves. Oh my God, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just got it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I recently started watching How I Met Your Father on Hulu. Um, so good to me, in my opinion, personally. <laughs> Just kidding. Take a shot. Uh, but for real, I started watching How I Met Your Father. It is a spinoff, I guess you could say, of How I Met Your Mother. And uh, it's been pretty good. I feel like they have... Uh, done a pretty good job so far of paying tribute to the original show. They show the same bar that all the friends hung out in. Uh, the, what was it above the, something above the fireplace. I remember that from the original show and the same apartment. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to see all those things again. 
I used to binge watch How I Met Your Mother back in the day. I think I was like a senior in high school or I don't know. I was dating my my ex before last and he was obsessed with the show. So we would watch it constantly. I think I maybe watched it two times through. So when How I Met Your Mother came out with Hilary Duff, I mean, had to watch it, of course. First of all, because Hilary Duff is in it and she is my idol uh, since my childhood. So uh, the show has been really good. Nothing too crazy so far on the show so far. They only release one episode a week, which is interesting. They're definitely making us play the waiting game like the old days. And I don't know if I like that or not. I keep forgetting that the show is on. And so I need to go back and check. It's weird because I feel like our minds have definitely shifted. We're used to getting all the episodes we want right away. Uh, hey, it's like this podcast. You guys have to wait every week for a new episode. It's horrible. I hate waiting. We want everything now. Uh, but I feel like it's worth the wait. It's been really cool to uh, to tune in and watch every week. Again, nothing like mine. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nothing mind-blowing, but the acting is, like, decent. Hillary looks amazing. I'm pretty sure the guy who is her love interest in the sh- who will be her love interest in the show, I don't want... He's not very cute, so I wish they would have chosen a different guy. Uh, but it's pretty good. Definitely recommend watching it if you guys haven't already. The second show I kind of wanted to chat about is Euphoria. And I have nothing to say about it. I haven't watched it yet. And everybody is telling me to watch it. It's been popping up all over my For You page. Uh, But it seems pretty intense. I have like a lot of my own shit going on right now. I don't know if I have the uh, (laughs) mental capacity to take on a show like that. I mean, it sounds pretty heavy or not. I don't know. If I do ever end up watching it, I will give you guys my honest feedback. I just heard there's like a lot of like nudity and drugs and hey, I like watching all those on TV. So (laughs) makes for good entertainment. So maybe I will end up watching it, but I haven't watched it just yet. Uh, Additionally, I haven't been able to catch up on The Bachelor yet this week. I think I'm going to watch it tonight after I film this podcast episode, I I wanted to film this first to make sure I got it out to you guys in time. Once the sun sets, mm-mm, it's a no-go for me. My productivity goes so down. I just want to stand on the bed or on the couch and watch some TV and chill uh, with Louie and Cuddle. So probably after I'm done filming this, I'll put on The Bachelor, pop in a pizza in the oven and just have a little night to myself. Uh, But I'll let you guys know next week what I think. Um, I haven't really been on Twitter too much lately. So luckily I haven't seen any spoilers, which is always a good thing for me because I hate getting things spoiled. Um, Yeah, I will let you guys know what I think next week. The last little bit of pop culture, which isn't necessarily pop culture, but more so social media. I have a huge crush on this guy on TikTok. I have a huge crush on a lot of people, to be honest. I feel 
I'm probably not alone in that I fall in love with people I don't know on the internet. It's hard not to, you know, because you like fantasize, oh, what would my life be like with them? Or I don't know. I'm just like a hopeless romantic and I just, I know I'll find love one day, but I see these people on TikTok who are just so beautiful and funny and like I love their content and so... I develop little baby crushes, nothing too serious, but I have recently stumbled upon this beautiful Australian and, uh, they slid into my DMs on, on Instagram. I'm like, Oh my God. So we're just talking back and forth. Nothing too serious right now, but it just, you know, it makes you feel good when you do get that little bit of recognition and uh yeah nothing serious just a little little baby crush but uh let me know if you guys have ever had that happen to you have you ever had like a a tiktok or instagram crush talk to you or what was like the situation like i love stuff like that it's definitely a modern day flirting is just that sliding into the dms you know it's not like it used to be (laughs) Um, okay, so that pretty much wraps up my little bit on pop culture and brings us to the main portion of this podcast episode today, which is making friends in a new city. So I received a DM from, let me see if I can see it on my Instagram. Um, okay. Hopefully I'm not calling her out. I won't say her full name, but I'll just say her name is Shauna and she lives in Ireland and that's so cool. I've talked about it before, but Ireland is my dream country to go to. Actually, I went live on TikTok and I talked about it. I didn't talk about it on the podcast yet, but P.S. I Love You is one of my favorite movies and I know not all of Ireland is like that. Uh, but a girl can dream. Again, hopeless, romantic. I'm a Pisces, let's not forget. But I've always wanted to go to Ireland and one day I will. Uh, But a beautiful follower named Shauna from Ireland messaged me and uh, I won't read her whole message, but uh, she says that uh, for someone who has also picked up and moved um, to a new place, what advice would you have on making new friends It's so hard uh, being in your late 20s and finding genuine friends. So first of all, Shauna, if you're listening, hi. Um, Love that you DM'd me about this. My DMs are, again, always open to any of you guys if you want me to talk about something or if you have questions. I love making this podcast for you. So more than happy to share my thoughts on questions you guys have and let you guys pick my brain. So making new friends in a new city. Oh my gosh. What like an intimidating thing to do. First of all, you're already living in a new city. Your routines are changing. You're having to find uh, a new grocery store to go to, a new hairstylist. Uh, Maybe you're starting a new job and, you know, there's new weather. You know, there's so many crazy different things that all happen when you move to a new place and you're just establishing, you know, who you are in this new city. 
I think the most important thing to do first is to establish your routine before focusing on making friends, um, dating, anything like that. Figure out what you like to do in your city, uh, you know, get comfortable and really give yourself time to settle in and just have grace with yourself. My second piece of advice is to just have zero pressure on yourself to make friends right away. I have been in Austin for a while now, um, since... I don't know if I can actually say when I actually moved here, but I've been here a good amount of time and I have a solid group of friends, uh, five friends, okay? Not a lot, but a good amount and that's okay. Um, it takes time to make friends and establish friendships and vibe, figure out, find people that you really vibe with. So again, don't pressure yourself to find friends right away. They'll come over time and they'll come in your life when they're meant to. And people will leave your life when they're meant to as well. So finding friends though, again, it will just have to happen over time. But if I were to give you advice on how to make new friends in a new city, I would love to share some of the things that I've done to make some friends and also some things that uh, I want to do more to continue expanding my friend group because lately I've just been really focusing on, uh, you know, getting in a good routine. It's the start of the new year. And, uh, my goal this year is to, you know, make, make more friends as well. So let me share some of these things that I've done with you and hopefully they help you. Okay, so the first thing to do when you're trying to make new friends in a new city, uh, first things first, see if there's anyone you already know that lives in the city you're moving to. When I first moved to Austin, I was just scrolling on my Instagram feed and I saw that one of my girlfriends who I used to know years ago when I used to live in Santa Monica, um, I actually did improv with her and totally different chapter of my life. And she posted uh, a picture of herself, you know, poolside, little thirst trap pic. And she uh, tagged the location as Austin, Texas. So I slid into her DMs, modern day friend flirting style. And I was like, hey, do you live here now? If so, let's meet up. So that initiated a conversation. We met up and now she's one of my core friends here in the city. So definitely see, um, scroll your Instagram feed, look on Facebook, whatever social media platform you use, creep around, see if anybody's living here. Uh, or you can also post, post on your story. Hey, moving to, uh, New York city. Does anybody live here? Or does anybody know anybody who lives here that can show me around? The easiest way to make friends is to either already know a mutual that can connect you or maybe you just didn't even realize that they lived in the city that you're moving to to begin with. So easy way, I mean, it already, you know, again, if it's a mutual friend introducing you, then you already know the other person's normal enough and uh, that it could be a good match in terms of friendship. If you do move to a new city and you know absolutely nobody, 
that's okay. Sometimes it's good to move to a completely new city where nobody knows you and you know nobody there. Complete fresh start. If that's the case and you want to make friends, I highly recommend using Bumble BFF um, or heading to Facebook and checking out some of the groups that they have there. I'll speak on behalf of Austin. Austin has like a great friend dating scene on Bumble BFF. You make a profile just like you would if you're making a dating profile. Say what you like doing. I like uh, watching The Bachelor. I have a Pomeranian. I like going on walks and going to Zilker Park. You know, doing yoga. You know, just list a few things that could start a conversation with a new friend, um, something that other people might have in common that you guys can go do together for the first time when you're meeting. So it's not so like awkward, you know, you have an activity to do. I also encourage that if you're doing Bumble BFF, if you feel awkward at all meeting up with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, try to reach out to five or six people on the app and set up a group meetup. Uh, hey, um, so that way when you message somebody, there's less pressure on you and less pressure on them. When you say something like, hey, uh, I'm hosting a group meetup at this XYZ coffee shop. If you want to come, you're more than welcome to. I would love to meet you in person. That way when that person arrives, it's a group of people. It's not just a more awkward one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. Unless you prefer a one-on-one -on -one thing and that's more that's easier for you. You know, those are just two options that you have. As for Facebook groups, Austin has so many Facebook groups. Um, there is one called, I believe it's called Girls New to Austin, GNA, something like that. But once you get approved into the group, girls uh, will just post about where they moved from. They'll share a few pictures of themselves and they'll uh, set up meetups and stuff to meet the other girls. So that's a super easy way to meet people as well. So just look in your, uh, if, in your city. So if you're moving to Atlanta or you're moving to New York City or um, I don't know, just anywhere. You can just type in Facebook, new to New York City or uh, girls in their 20s in New York City or in my 30s kind of thing. So just play around with the wording and I'm sure you'll find a group that uh, resonates with you well. The next two things I recommend and just how to organically meet new people in a new city is just to hang out at places that you enjoy being at. So for me, that's dog parks, workout classes. Uh, I like shopping. So, you know, just like any of those places that you like being, the people that are there too, obviously like being there also. So make small talk. I think having a pet helps a lot. I mean, guys, I'm so sad to say this, but Louis, <laughs> Louis is not that social. If he, if he's sitting on your lap, you're hanging out at my house, he's your best friend. He will cuddle with you. He'll end up actually being protective of you and will try to probably bite anybody who comes near you. Very loyal dog. But when I bring him out in public, people try to pet him and he gets kind of like spooked easily. So he's not necessarily the best icebreaker in terms of like him, people letting, like him letting people pet him, but he is adorable. What he makes up for 
uh, with his negative energy is his adorableness. And people always comment on how cute he is and they ask his name and, uh, you know, just little things about him. And then we can start talking about their dog, where they're from, that kind of thing. So if you're hitting it off with somebody in that moment, get their number, ask to do a doggy play date or ask about if there are any like hiking trails or something that they can text you about. So easy way to meet somebody like that. Another thing is, as I mentioned, workout classes. I am not doing any really strenuous workout classes right now. But if there are classes that, you know, people attend regularly and you see the same faces, start making small talk with those people. Uh, compliment their workout set or ask where they got their water bottle from. If they can send you the link, you know, little things like that are just a good way to start a conversation. And hopefully that conversation over time can turn into a friendship. The last ad little bit of advice I have and how to meet friends in a new city. Let's say you've tried all those things. It's not working. It's like so stressful. You still haven't really met anybody. It's hard. Uh, and you want to focus more on dating. Let's say you're single and you're dating. If you end up finding somebody that you hit it off with romantically, like there's a good chance um, that maybe they already have their own friend group that's established that you can kind of infiltrate, you know, maybe some of his or her friends have uh, girlfriends or boyfriends that you vibe with and you can just start hanging out with a group that's already established. They already do things together and you can just hang out with those people and that takes the pressure off you entirely. Uh, the only catch there is if you and your partner do break up, uh, it can get kind of messy with keeping those friendships after a relationship has ended, but it's definitely a way to meet people and uh, yeah, make some new friends. The next kind of topic I wanna to talk to you guys about is how to find things to do in a new city. If you've moved to a new city, it can be very, very overwhelming to do everything and figure out what you wanna do. And uh, definitely, Number one, I definitely encourage you to just be a tourist. When you first move to a new city, do all the cheesy stuff. If you're in New York City, go see the Statue of Liberty. If you're in Austin, you know, go to Zilker Park, you know, do all these things that people come to the city to do. Get those checked off your list and uh, fall in love with the city that you're living in. When I first moved to Austin, and still to this day, I'm overwhelmed by how many things there are to do and how many things I still have not done. Uh, but I have a list of things that are on my Austin bucket list of things I wanna do, and here's how I find them. So number one is just to follow local bloggers and Instagram accounts that push out content relating to your city. If you're on TikTok uh, or Instagram, usually the account, the name of the account will be visit Austin or visit New York City, visit San Diego, those kind, that kind of string of words. And that will bring you to the main tourist account page for that city. And they will show uh, things to do in the city, events that are coming up and those kinds of things. So I encourage you to follow those accounts 
and just start saving things as you see them, as they catch your eye. I also love using Eventbrite uh, and similar websites to find out ab about events going on in the city. Obviously, I'm not going to attend every single event. Not every single event is going to be interesting to me, but it's cool maybe once a month. I am a big planner, so at the start of every month, uh, actually, I'll probably do this tonight, either at the end of the month or at the very, on the first of the next month, I have a big calendar and I will go through on Eventbrite and, you know, other websites and I'll look at events that are coming up and I'll mark them on my calendar. So then when that time comes around, if I want to attend that event, I'll go to it. If something else comes up and I already have plans, you don't have to go, but it's just cool to know about what's going on in your city and just to really have those things to look forward to. That those can be things like 5Ks or music festivals, farmers markets, uh, speakers that are coming in, conventions, or even things like cooking, like cooking classes and uh, painting, you know, the little wine and paint classes. Those are fun. Those are all on Eventbrite. Definitely recommend checking those out too. And you can possibly make some friends too while you're attending these events. Side note, never feel, and of course that's easier said than done, but never feel weird if you are going to any of these events by yourself. Like when you're in a new city, don't put pressure on yourself to have a person to go with you every single time you go. Of course, like having a friend is great to go with. And if you meet somebody on Bumble BFF, maybe you can take them to one of these events, but you can always go by yourself too. And just treat yourself to like a little, a little date for yourself. The last way that I find out about things to do in a new city is going on Pinterest. Pinterest and me go way back. <laughs> I have been on Pinterest, I kid you not, since 2012. I'm obsessed. Uh, I haven't been as active on it lately, but whenever I do have a new trip coming up or if I'm moving to a new city, the first thing I do is go to Pinterest and I pin a bunch of itineraries and things to see and pull out, you know, things that catch my eye. So definitely use Pinterest. As I mentioned, when you first move to a new city, you're going to be being a tourist. So you can follow those itineraries that people have planned out for a weekend. Do all the fun things, like have fun. And that's how you're going to figure out the things that you like to do in your city. You'll figure out the neighborhoods that you like to hang out in. Uh, and you'll find out new places that you probably didn't even know existed before you even moved to your city. Uh, so by doing that, I have found... I'll speak again on behalf of Austin, Texas, which is my new city that I love. My favorite things to do in Austin so far. And if you follow me on TikTok or Instagram, you have seen me post to all of these places a bunch. But uh, number one is Zilker Park. It is a huge, 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 huge park that faces the downtown skyline. Everything is green and lush. There are dogs everywhere running around. There's hot people playing volleyball. Uh, 
people picnicking, kids riding bikes, people playing badminton, people playing music. It's so fun. And it's not like, I don't know, I feel safe. I've definitely been to parks that I don't feel safe at. And this is a park where it's just everybody is like, for the most part, a good person. And it's just a very good energy. When you go to that park, you can just relax and soak up the sun. And it's so nice. I love it. The next thing that has been my favorite in Austin so far has been walking on the boardwalk. So it, it's not necessarily like a board, like the first boardwalk you think of in your mind is probably like Santa Monica Beach Boardwalk or like carousels and like the games and everything. We don't have one of those. Though if we did, that would be very cool. But we just have a boardwalk in a sense that it's a floating walking trail that walk that floats over the river. Does that make sense? If that doesn't make sense, Google it. Uh, just Google uh, Lady Bird Lake Boardwalk. But it's really nice and there's all these uh, turtles that swim around and the boardwalk itself is nice. It's not a wooden boardwalk. It's, uh, I think it's like stone and then the railings are all metal. It's just, it's just nice. And people run, walk their dogs. Um, and there's food trucks too that you can stop at. And it's really, really beautiful. So on one side, you'll see the shore with all like the apartments and housing and there's turtles floating and little fish and ducks and stuff. And then on the right, on your right side, it's the rest of the river. And you'll see people kayaking, paddle boarding, uh, the crew team rowing, and it's just really beautiful. My next favorite thing to do in Austin so far has been shopping in the Domain. If you are a local Austinite, you probably hate that I said that because the Domain is just pretty much your, I wouldn't say average, but it's just like a, a standard outdoor shopping mall. But it's nice. It's like very clean. There's good restaurants, ice cream, um, Starbucks. There's all the upper end stores. You know, you have Louis Vuitton and, uh, you know, all those little bougie stores. But then there's also Forever 21 and uh, Free People and there's a like, Core Power Yoga. I don't even talk about all of it, but there's, it's just a nice outdoor mall. I love walking Louie there. I will go grab a Starbucks, do a few laps, get his little steps in for the day uh, while I drink my tea. And then there's a pretty decent dog park there as well. And it's called like Central Bark, I think. It's so cute. So I just like going there. It's a good little, uh, a good little couple hours get out of the apartment thing for me. The fourth thing I've loved doing uh, is going out to eat. Of course, as you may or may not know, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but Mexican food is hands down my favorite kind of food. Uh, I think that's why I loved living in San Diego for so long because the Mexican food there is bomb. And we have pretty decent Tex-Mex, you know, Mexican food here as well. Two of my favorite restaurants, again, if you're a local Austinite, you're going to hate me for saying this because these are just more so tourist traps and like these are two restaurants that are owned by the same company and 
they're always like a go-to for bachelorette parties because they're so cutely decorated. Everything inside is pink. They have the walls that are decorated with cherries and disco balls and flamingos and just everything is pink and girly and adorable and amazing. The furniture, the walls, everything. I love it because pink is my favorite color and Mexican food is my favorite. So obviously I'm obsessed with these restaurants. So one of them is called Gabriela's and the other one is Tequera Mucho. And Tequera Mucho I think has three different locations or two different locations now. Gabriela's has two as well. So definitely recommend if you are a girly gal like me, you definitely need to check either of those restaurants out while you're in town. And the food's good too. I get the taquitos at Gabriela's and oh God, I could order three or four servings and their margs are pretty good too. The last thing that is my favorite thing to do in Austin so far, as I mentioned earlier, we went to Pease Park over the weekend and that's been my new favorite. It's a perfect walking trail for Louis. It's not too, you know, uh, it's not steep at all. It's just a flat trail and uh, Louis can't really do anything too rigorous, nor can I. Uh, but it's a really nice park. Um, again, it feels safe. There's parking available. There's a really cool structure. I can't really describe it that well. This is another thing you should Google cause it's like the weirdest thing, but it's like an adult tree house that you can go in, but it's a huge dome. And I think it's all made out of wicker or something. It's like wooden. It kind of looks a little creepy. Like if you didn't know what it was, but the, the whole floor of the tree house is uh, like thick rope netting and people just go and lay on it and people just fall asleep and lay on there and the kids will go and they'll read books. And again, I'm probably not describing it perfectly, but it's a really cool little installation and I've just really enjoyed spending time at that park. On my next episode, well, first of all, I hope you liked listening to this one. I had a really good time talking to you guys just about uh, how to make new friends in the city and catching you guys up on my life from this past week. Uh, if you do have any questions, feel free to DM me. But on my next episode, I am going to be talking all about what I'm planning for Valentine's Day. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's like Valentine's Day, but just for you and your gal pals. Uh, usually it's on February 13th, but I think we're celebrating it on the 11th because of Super Bowl. So I'll let you guys know all about that. And I will also fill you guys in on a date that I might be having coming up. You guys won't believe what he has tattooed on his body though. I might not go on the date simply because of what this tattoo is. Like, this is gonna blow your mind. Uh, and I'll also be sharing some tips uh, about getting out of that winter funk and just mentally preparing for spring. I am so excited for warmer weather again. If you did have any questions about the things I talked about during this episode, again, send me a DM and a follow on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb, C-O-B-B -B as in boy. 
I'll be sharing new podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. If you've enjoyed listening, please make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button and give me that five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, No negative ratings, guys. I can't do it. I can't handle the negativity right now. So if you want to give me a negative rating, just wait it out. Do it. Do it next month. Forget about it. But five stars, totally welcome. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join me on social media by using the hashtag, hashtag my lips aren't sealed podcast and tag me on Instagram at my lips aren't sealed podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will chat more next week.